0: What is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to
1: Going West. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in today. Hope you have had a lovely week and happy Friday, assuming you are listening on the day this episode comes out. Yes, today's
0: case that we have for you is a very devastating case that comes from Chicago, Chicago. Uh, It's one that I had never heard of before, but there are so many players in this story. uh, No pun
1: intended, as you'll learn.
0: Actually real players, uh, NBA players. So
1: yes, but before we get into this episode, I just wanted to remind everybody, we're probably going to say this a lot. We are going to be at CrimeCon this year. It is on April 29th until May 1st. It takes over or takes place over a weekend so friday to sunday it's in las vegas this year you'll be able to meet heath and i and hang out with us and a bunch of other true crime podcasts and listeners so it's going to be super fun and you can get 10 percent off of your standard badge by using code going west on crimecon.com.
0: Yeah, so head on over to crimecon.com. Remember that code is going west for 10% off your standard badge and come hang out with us.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be so freaking fun. So let's go. All
0: right, guys, this is episode 178 of Going West. So let's get into it.
1: In January of 2009, a young mother and her 10-month-old daughter were murdered in their Chicago townhouse while her three-year-old son sat in the same room. Between a secret relationship with an NBA superstar, multiple paternity battles in the courts, and a scorned love affair with a lawyer, this case is tragic at every turn. This is the story of Nova and Ava Henry. Nova Henry was born on July 28, 1981, to parents Yolan and Eric Gramet in Chicago, Illinois. And um, we're pretty sure that her biological father was Eric, just from our reports. Gets a little bit confusing because it seems she was raised by her stepfather, who is Keith Henry. She has his last name um, because we know her younger brother, Ryan Henry. Uh, Keith Henry is his biological father, and they're about five years apart, Ryan and Nova. Um, And they also had a sister named Jillian. And Nova was described as a humble and kind person who, quote, never thought she was better than anyone else. She was an absolutely beautiful girl and young woman with long brown hair and gorgeous brown eyes who loved to dance, and she was a friend to everyone. Nova's mother Yolan worked for House Nation, which from what we could tell was slash is a record label based in Chicago. When Nova was in junior high school, she met a boy who towered over her, who he was super handsome, and they became very good friends right off the bat. His name is Eddie Curry, and he was interested in becoming a gymnast, but due to his height, he switched to playing basketball in the seventh grade. Eddie and Nova spent a lot of time with each other throughout junior high and high school and were close with each other's families as well. They both attended Thornwood High School located in South Holland, Illinois, which is a suburb of South Chicago, where Nova joined the dance team and Eddie was a star basketball player. And when I say that Eddie was a star athlete, I mean, he was like a hometown hero. Standing at six foot 11 inches by his senior year, He was an absolute monster on the court in the center position, and other teams just absolutely feared him. This was the year that Nova and Eddie decided to take their friendship to the next level, and the pair began dating officially. In high school, Eddie was averaging 22 points per game, and in the fall of 2001, Eddie was involved in a documentary that highlighted four different high school basketball stars called Preps, Chicago Hoops. And this documentary followed the athletes on their journey of career-defining decision-making and hometown success.
0: In the spring of 2001, Nova and Eddie graduated from high school and they both had ideas for their future. Nova was gonna go attend college with the hopes of starting her own dental practice and Eddie signed his letter of intent to play for the DePaul University Blue Demons. But shortly after signing his letter of intent, Eddie actually opted to forego his college career and join the NBA. The Chicago Bulls had selected Eddie as the overall fourth pick in that year's NBA draft, and this was huge for Eddie. He had grown up in Chicago, and now he was gonna play for the team that you know hoped he was gonna be the second coming of Michael Jordan and bring the Bulls championships. Of course, the fact that Eddie would now be making millions of dollars, I'm sure had a lot to do with his decision, and only being 19 years old with that kind of fame and fortune was intoxicating. Nova and Eddie continued to date, and during his first year with the Bulls, he would fly Nova out to his away games to watch him play, and they spent a lot of quality time together.
1: Very sweet and probably really exciting, like, young relationship. Yeah. And they had known each other for years, so... Very exciting situation.
0: Yeah, Nova's like, my fucking boyfriend is in the NBA. This is awesome. But Eddie's new life of money and attention seemed to be going to his head because... Although he and Nova had been together for a few years and they had been friends for even longer, Eddie began to see other women. He began a relationship with a woman named Corey Kellogg, who actually went to Thornwood High School as well with Eddie and Nova, and she had played for the school's women's basketball team.
1: It's really interesting that he goes off, he's in the NBA, and he's with his, you know, essentially his high school sweetheart even though they're just pretty much just out of high school. Mm -hmm. And then he starts dating like he you would think, oh, he's off with some, you know, woman he met from his travels, but he starts dating somebody from their high school. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it's
0: very interesting to me as well. And uh, Nova was crushed by this because she really did love Eddie. And even worse, she found out about his marriage in the local newspaper. So He didn't even tell her that he He was was married married to another woman. I mean,
1: that's like such an extreme jump from, oh, I'm just having an affair to now I'm literally married to somebody while you and I have been dating for years.
0: Yeah. So so sad. I can imagine how crushed she actually was. Oh,
1: absolutely. So although Eddie was now a married man, his relationship with Corey Kellogg didn't last very long. And in fact, within six months of tying the knot, They were already planning a divorce, so this seemed like a very quick, you know, quick jump to marriage for sure. Yeah. But during their marriage, Eddie had gotten Corey pregnant, and she would eventually give birth to Eddie's first child, a boy named Eddie Curry III. Now, during this split from Corey, Eddie was advised by legal counsel to not speak on the matter publicly or even mention her name. But the media had already caught wind of the divorce, so there really wasn't much to hide especially considering the fact that eddie was an nba basketball protege but after he and corey split up eddie found his way back to the one woman who had always been loyal to him and still loved him nova henry although nova had forgiven eddie for the things that he had done she just wanted to make sure that her own life was set regardless of her future with eddie which is really smart because obviously he has a lot of success And she's not trying to rely on that. Exactly. Because she didn't want to do that originally. She had plans to, you know, start her own dental practice. And she still wanted to make her own dreams come true. So, in 2003, Nova began attending Illinois State University. And things seemed to be going really well between Eddie and Nova for a while. And although it was lonely for Nova because Eddie was gone a lot of the time, she tried to remain positive. But then, in 2004... Eddie began to complain about chest pains that he was having during practice and games, and on March 30th, 2005, during a game with the Memphis Grizzlies, Eddie said he felt lightheaded and his chest was in severe pain. Eventually, doctors had a thought that Eddie could possibly be suffering from symptoms of a heart arrhythmia, and it was never confirmed, but the Chicago Bulls general manager at the time saw these unknown chest pains as big red flags, sadly, and Eddie was eventually traded to the New York Knicks.
0: So this made the relationship between Nova and Eddie a bit harder because now Eddie would be spending the majority of his time in New York while Nova was still in Chicago. But great news came in 2005 when Nova found out that she was pregnant with she and Eddie's first child. But due to the fact that Nova was trying to start a family, and the fact that in order to see Eddie, she would have to do a lot of traveling, she put her college career on hold. Cause she's like, you know, I'm gonna be a new mother. Like I can, this can wait. Absolutely. But she didn't mind because she was excited to be a mother and for her future with Eddie. That is until five months into her pregnancy, when yet again, Nova found out that Eddie had been unfaithful. But Eddie hadn't just been cheating he had actually gotten engaged a second time behind Nova's back. This time, Eddie had met a woman named Patrice. And not only that, Patrice was pregnant
1: too. What a painful situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just obviously so incredibly frustrating for Nova.
1: And Nova isn't getting engaged or, you know, married to, but she's been the original this whole time.
0: Exactly. So Eddie ended up marrying Patrice in 2005, but he assured Nova that she would be taken care of. So once again, Nova was completely crushed, knowing that Eddie had left her for another woman behind her back and that she would most likely be raising her child on her own. But in November of 2005, Nova gave birth to her first child, a
1: beautiful baby boy named Noah. The whole time that Nova and Eddie were together, he had made sure that she was always taken care of financially. But after Eddie married Patrice and after Noah was born, the support he had previously shown Nova started to decline. But the thing is, Nova had stopped going to school because she was so focused on being a mother and she never expected Eddie to leave her. So with that, she decided to file for child support and she was introduced to an attorney by the name of Frederick Goings in the fall of 2006. Now at this time, Frederick was about 33 years old and Nova is about 24. I know all of you guys love listening to thrilling stories, so why not check out some thriller audiobooks on Audible? That is all I've been doing lately when I'm cooking, cleaning, or driving, because Audible includes an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, and they have thousands of podcasts from popular favorites like ours that you guys can listen to.
0: As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And on top of that, new members can try Audible free for 30 days.
1: With Audible, the time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that have enthralled you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. And I am very much gripped in the audiobook that I'm listening to now on Audible of The Drowning Woman. It is so good.
0: New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash going west or text going west to 500-500. That's audible.com slash going west or text going west to 500-500.
1: Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples.
0: Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better.
1: I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face. But now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin-D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear.
0: Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter.
1: Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription.
0: Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount
1: so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So, through the court proceedings, Eddie was ordered to pay a monthly child support payment of $6,000. But while Nova had worked with her attorney to win her case, she began to develop feelings for the man who was hired to defend her. Now, shortly after Nova and Frederick Goings began dating, she and baby Noah moved into Frederick's apartment right there in Chicago. But although it appeared that Nova was in a better place, Frederick was not the good man that he seemed to be when they first met. In fact, Frederick had been charged on numerous occasions regarding domestic violence. The first dating back to December of 1997, so about nine years earlier, when he choked his then-girlfriend, a woman named Angela McClinton but she told the courts that he had abused her physically more than 12 times. Also during their relationship, he had pushed Angela up against a wall and punched a man that she was with in the face. He was charged with domestic battery, battery, and reckless conduct in which he was sentenced to two years probation. But it doesn't end there.
0: Exactly. This guy is pretty violent, so... In October of 2002, Frederick was charged for domestic battery, yet again, for punching a woman named Susanna Cornish, who uh, was then his girlfriend at the time, in the ear and then dragging her into his apartment. Then just a few months after, in January of 2003, he punched Susanna in the face and bloodied her left eye. So complete violent douchebag here.
1: Oh my god, like, I don't know how this guy is on, is like, not in prison.
0: Right. So then in July of 2005, Frederick bit and bloodied Susanna's nose and he was again charged for domestic violence. But it appears that he was slapped on the wrist on numerous occasions and was even able to continue representing clients in the court system. See,
1: this doesn't make sense to me either. Like, how is he allowed to represent other people when he himself is a horribly violent criminal?
0: Yeah, exactly. Is there not
1: a law against that?
0: It's, and, and there's an article I read that talked about the fact that you know he had all these chances and the law kept just slapping him on the wrist they just didn't really
1: care another case of domestic violence not being taken seriously
0: absolutely so by 2006 he was already dating nova henry and she seemed to be the new target of his aggression but against eddie curry's wishes she continued to date frederick goings but the abuse by frederick continued and left nova scared She worried for her safety and for her children's safety because Frederick was seemingly becoming increasingly erratic with his behavior as the months rolled on. Then in April of 2007, an incident occurred and Nova had had enough. Frederick had tried to push Nova down a flight of stairs. And then like a year later, when she tried to just get rid of him, he threatened her saying, This is not in the best interest of you or your children. When your cousin comes out of the house, I'm going to shoot him in the head.
1: And we're going to get into her second child here in a second for anybody who's like, why are you saying children and not child? So, right. Because this is about a year later, so we're about to get into that for any confusion.
0: But uh, during this time, so back in you know April of 2007, Nova was able to file an order of protection against Frederick, and he was charged with phone harassment and domestic battery for like the bajillionth time but nova terminated the order within 11 days and we're not exactly sure why but once again frederick didn't have to serve any jail time and even if he did he would have been released within
1: less than a year so nova moved out of frederick's apartment and was able to move into a new apartment of her own where she felt safe but old habits die hard and soon enough nova was back seeing eddie again only this time she knew he was a married man but the two were just drawn to each other. I mean, as we know, they've just had this connection for so long, and Eddie always had a special place in Nova's heart. And shortly after the pair rekindled a secret relationship, Nova became pregnant once again. And nine months later, on March 12, 2008, she gave birth to her second child, a baby girl named Ava and of course we posted photos Ava was the cutest thing i've ever seen She's
0: just such a plump little so such a plump little baby and so cute
1: But the thing is Eddie didn't believe that Ava was his daughter and he acted as though that wasn't the case So with Eddie's refusal to cooperate Nova took Eddie back to court where she was determined to prove that he was the father of baby Ava well, the courts ordered Eddie to take a DNA test, and the results came back, and you guessed it, it was a match. Eddie Curry was the father of Nova's second child, and with that, she filed to have her child support increased. So in September of 2008, Nova's monthly child support was increased to $15,000 a month.
0: And remember, previously she was getting $6,000 a month, so now she is getting $15,000. right but Frederick Goings had too much pride and felt that after Nova broke up with him, she owed him something. He had dollar signs in his eyes, especially after he knew that Nova's child support was increased. So out of pure spite and greed, this shithead decided to charge Nova $24,000 in legal fees. In early January of 2009, so months after Nova was awarded 15K monthly, She moved into a nice townhouse located in South Loop in Chicago and had a Brink security system installed, something that just kind of put her mind at ease. Since she felt at that time, Frederick Goings was stalking her. And, you know, I heard that there was um, a lot of different incidences with Frederick where, you know, he was continuing to stalk her, he was being manipulative.
1: And, I mean, that must have been terrifying. She is a single mother of two at this point. I mean, luckily she does have that security system, but... This guy is super dangerous.
0: Yeah, and despite all this crazy stuff going on, Nova was truly happy at this point, and she was even considering going back to school. Noah was now three, and Ava was just 10 months old. Ava had only recently started to crawl the month before during Christmas, and Nova's mom later recalled how cute and pudgy Ava was as she jiggled her chubby little feet to Beyonce's music. Nova was such a proud mother, and she wanted to make sure that her children had everything that they needed. She was also excited about her new place and had even planned a housewarming party for her entire family in which she was gonna have catered. But then in late January, tragedy struck the family when Nova's grandmother passed away.
1: On January 24th, 2009, Nova's grandmother's funeral was being held and Nova, of course, was expected to be there. But when she didn't show up or even call her family members became very worried so nova's mother yolan and her boyfriend at the time made their way over to nova's townhouse to check on her at first they knocked on the door but no one answered so using a spare set of keys that nova had given her mother she unlocked the door and went inside but inside she found an absolutely horrifying scene. Lying on the floor in a pool of blood was 27-year-old Nova Henry and her 10-month-old baby girl Ava. In a chair next to the two bodies was three-year-old Noah Henry who was asleep with dried blood covering his feet and hands. And of course when Yalan noticed Noah sleeping she immediately removed him from this absolutely tragic scene.
0: And I can't even imagine going, walking into your daughter's apartment. On the day of
1: another funeral.
0: On the day of your mother's funeral. Yeah. And then... Your daughter. And then your daughter and then your granddaughter are dead. Like, it's so terrifying. Like,
1: just way too much tragedy at one time.
0: So, an autopsy was conducted, and it determined that Nova had been shot in the head, arms, legs, back, and chest while baby Ava was shot in the head and in the back. So sad. It appeared that Nova had been holding baby Ava and trying to flee her attacker when she and Ava were shot. Eddie Curry had been sitting on the bench during a game against the 76ers in Philadelphia when he got a tap on the shoulder asking him to come back to the training room. And that's where he learned for the first time that the girl he had known almost all of his life and his infant daughter had been murdered. Nova and Ava's funeral was held on Saturday, January 31, 2009, where a single silver casket lay inside the Cavalry Baptist Church in Chicago. Nova's body rested inside with Ava nestled right against her side with a pink bow placed on her little chest. The room was packed with family and friends who mourned the loss of two beautiful loved ones. Ryan Henry, Nova's brother, had started his eulogy when his nephew Noah abruptly grabbed the microphone saying, Mommy, my mommy. Eddie Curry was not in attendance.
1: With how busy our schedules are, Heath and I are constantly ordering food and groceries from DoorDash. It just saves us a ton of time when we can't run to the store for ingredients or don't feel like cooking and want delicious takeout instead. But delivery fees can definitely add up, and this is why we have Dash Pass by DoorDash.
0: DashPass is an exclusive membership from DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders as well as member-only deals and discounts.
1: Which is why DashPass is the most affordable way to get anything and everything you need delivered right to your door, and fast, for just $9.99 a month. Which means DoorDash quickly pays for itself in just two orders on average. So
0: whether you order every day or just a couple of times a month, you'll save with DashPass.
1: Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply.
0: Sometimes Daphne and I are doing research for Going West, and we subscribe to different newspapers from all around the country, and then we forget to unsubscribe. But that's exactly why we love Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions,
1: When using all of the app's features. Stop
0: wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash going west.
1: That's rocketmoney.com slash going west.
0: Rocketmoney.com slash going west. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe.
1: With fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We know you guys love a good mystery, especially one with twists and turns. Am I right? This is why you guys are going to love June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker while she tries to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder in the roaring 1920s.
0: In this hidden object mystery game, put your detective skills to the test.
1: While you're on this quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret, you can customize your very own luxurious estate island and let your imagination run wild. Daphne and I actually love to play this game together because you can chat
0: with and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test.
1: It is truly so much fun. You guys are going to love it. So what do you think? Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. police were now looking at suspects and they wanted to keep an open mind so first they wanted to speak with Eddie Curry of course see they knew about the legal battles with child support and the fact that it had increased to 15k a month and if we know anything after all the cases that we've covered and the cases you guys have listened to it's that money has always been a motive for murder but after questioning Eddie and realizing that one he had been in Philadelphia at the time and two, he was very visibly upset by the deaths of his ex and his daughter. They sort of put that theory to rest, at least until they could obtain more information. Next, police looked into an incident that occurred back in 2007, which involved a home invasion and robbery at Eddie Curry's house. Remember, this is like a year and a half, maybe two years earlier. He and his wife Patrice's home had been robbed at gunpoint And Eddie was tied up and duct tape while the intruders stole jewelry and other items from the house. So police got to thinking that maybe Nova and Ava's deaths had something to do with that incident. But upon further investigation, it didn't appear that there was any sort of link to the two crimes.
0: So after police had gone through a list of potential suspects and scenarios, they finally circled back to a person that they hadn't previously known about, Frederick Goings. They were able to dig into Nova's personal life and find out about the turbulence between she and Frederick, and it didn't take very long to start putting the pieces together. At noon on January 24th, before Nova and Ava's bodies were discovered, Nova had spoke to her mother on the phone. Then at around 1.15 PM, Nova's neighbor heard arguing coming from Nova's townhouse, and shortly after that, the neighbor heard multiple loud bangs, which they described as gunshots, and then they heard a male voice yell, "Fuck you!"
1: How could they hear these bangs that they describe as gunshots, and they didn't call the police?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly not sure. I, I don't know if maybe they just didn't want to get involved, or maybe they didn't think that it was initially gunshots. But and then, then later, later they yeah. connected
1: the dots. Still, I mean, it's just it sounds like a very aggressive situation. So they probably should have. But
0: yeah, I mean, definitely. Um. So at 1:44 p.m. Yolan Henry tried to get a hold of her daughter, but never got an answer. Then at 5 45 p.m., she and her boyfriend drove to Nova's home, where the bodies were found along with Noah, who had been sleeping. And by the way, this part is very sad, but police believe that Noah saw his mom and sister on the floor, and most likely believed that they were sleeping. So he laid down next to them for a period of time, before getting up and falling asleep on the chair and that's why he was covered in blood. Police then checked security cameras outside of Nova's townhouse, and they showed a silver BMW and a black Range Rover, which they were able to trace back to Frederick Goings. Neighbors said that they had seen the vehicles in Nova's parking spaces on January 23rd, as well as January 24th, which is the day that uh, Nova and Ava were found. But then police were informed that when Yolan found her grandson, Noah, the day of the murders, she point-blank asked Noah,
1: who hurt Mama? To which little Noah replied, Frederick, Frederick did it. Wow, I can't. I mean, he's three years old. The fact that he had seen this happen is just so devastating on its own, but then the fact that he literally can identify the person who did it is amazing.
0: Oh, 100%. So there was apparently no sign of forced entry here, and bullet holes as well as shell casings indicated that a 380 caliber handgun was used in this attack there was also nothing taken from the home which indicated to police that robbery was definitely not a motive and although police had pretty much most of the pieces to this tragic story one thing remained where was frederick goings
1: so although there were two of frederick's vehicles seen on surveillance footage outside of nova's home One of them was not there when Nova and Ava were found. Frederick's black Range Rover was missing, so police worked quickly and were able to find Frederick's cell phone number, which they were then able to track. And it turns out that Frederick had left the state because his phone was pinging off towers in Michigan City, Indiana. Remember, this crime took place in Illinois. So then at 3.30 a.m. on January 25th, so less than 12 hours after the murders, police found Frederick's Range Rover located in the parking lot of a comfort inn in Michigan City. But when they checked the hotel room that Frederick had been staying in, he was nowhere to be found. The good news was that police were able to obtain a search warrant for the Range Rover, and inside they found the presence of gunshot residue on the steering wheel as well as the driver's side door handle but no blood evidence was found inside although there was one single shell casing found inside the car so there's some pretty good evidence here
0: yeah absolutely
1: the motel room was checked as well of course and police also couldn't detect any blood traces there and it appeared that frederick was on the run and police issued a search warrant for his arrest because you know he's not in his car he's not in the hotel room and obviously they're like he is behind this crime yeah these horrible murders and this
0: doesn't seem suspicious at all that you just like left the state and now nobody can find you
1: right absolutely so weeks passed and no one could figure out where frederick was hiding but on february 22nd 2009 police got a tip from someone who had seen frederick outside of a family member's home just sitting in his car and he was taken into custody without incident so there was no I know that big seems, battle here, yeah, which is surprising. That seems
0: anticlimactic, but at that point, like I'm sure it was just... It's good that he was taken into custody without any incident. Like They just saw him in his car. They're like, hey, well, it's uh, kind of you're under arrest.
1: Right, which is kind of surprising to me considering he was on the run, but maybe he had come to realize, I I cannot run for my whole life. Right, you know?
0: and, and by the way, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but they found him back in Chicago. So this was a family's... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot to in, say that. Yeah. In Chicago. Right.
1: Yeah. So so he was back in town and I, maybe he had just come to terms with what he had done. And, you know, yeah, so. it's very
0: possible. But 37 year old Frederick Goings pleaded not guilty to two counts of first degree murder, stating that there was no real physical evidence linking him to the crimes. But prosecutors begged to differ, citing a mountain of evidence.
1: I mean, a mountain. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, you did this.
0: Yeah. So, the jury deliberated for less than four hours before they ultimately found Frederick guilty on both charges and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. When the sentence was handed down, Frederick was given the opportunity to speak, saying, quote, "...I maintain my innocence." I loved Nova and Ava, and I'm disappointed with the jury's decision. Fuck you.
1: Well, and also, can we just talk about the fact that he murdered a 10-month-old girl? Yes. Like, that. Uh, we said this, uh, you know, I, we see this every time that a very young child is murdered. And I, I know I said this in uh, Evelyn Hernandez's case from, I think it was last week. But, I mean, if, you know, it's one thing to murder a person, but it's another thing to murder a baby, like, yeah. you are a sick fuck.
0: Yeah, a sick person.
1: Sorry, I'm getting heated. Um, this is just, like, so, so upsetting.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is—so this is what police believe occurred on the day of January 24th, 2009. So they think that Frederick had been visiting Nova's house for either legal reasons or potentially romantic reasons. I mean, they did date in the past, so it's possible.
1: Yeah, and uh, hence no forced entry.
0: right. And he had accessed Nova's laptop at some point on the 24th. This was confirmed with police that a file regarding the $24,000 of legal fees requested by Frederick had been downloaded. So it seems like he was kind of rummaging around on her laptop and found um, like an email regarding this $24,000. So Frederick found out that Nova was working with another attorney to fight Frederick's ridiculous and greedy request. And this is what set him off.
1: God, this guy sucks.
0: Yeah, he's such a piece of shit. So police then say that an argument ensued between Nova and Frederick. And while Nova turned to walk away while holding baby Ava, Frederick opened fire.
1: Well, let me just say, though, I, I I can't even say that, oh, Ava was hit accidentally and he meant to hit Nova. She is holding Ava. So you are fully taking the risk that Ava is going to be hit.
0: Yeah, exactly. He knew exactly what he was doing. So then Frederick took off his clothes and got naked and jumped in a nearby swimming pool to wash off the blood. After that, he ran into a wooded
1: area to clean his fingernails and then he fled the scene and then the state. And just to recap, Nova was shot in the head, arms, legs, back, and chest, while Ava was shot in the head and back. So this is like multiple multiple gunshots.
0: Yeah, like So he he just was he
1: was out to kill and he didn't care who got hit.
0: Exactly. And we talked about this a little bit before uh before recording this, but it's interesting that Frederick left Noah just just alone in the in, right. in the house. Which is
1: which is why you said that maybe Ava was just just happened to be hit and she wasn't the target, but still, you know, maybe Noah just wasn't nearby. But it, it really didn't seem like he cared who was going to die at the scene because he was just doing it and he was just going off multiple, multiple shots.
0: Yeah. And another really sad thing that I found in, in an article that I was reading is that there was blood found all over the house. But upstairs, like underneath the window, they found Blood smears that were about four feet high, which is about the height that Noah would have been. So it appeared that he'd walked
1: around the house. He'd walked
0: around the house and maybe smeared some of that blood.
1: God and just had no idea like what had happened. Yeah. So just such a
0: horrible scene.
1: So Ryan Henry, who is Nova's brother, actually became famous for his tattooing skills, and he opened his own shop in Chicago called Nine Mag, saying that his sister Nova was his inspiration you know, to reach his dreams. He was also featured on the TV show Black Ink Crew Chicago, and he has since become a super prominent figure in the tattoo industry in the United States. In January of 2017, Ryan posted a photo on Instagram of Frederick's mugshot, which happened to be Frederick's birthday, saying, Maybe your God forgives him. I don't. That's why it's no sun out today. Ryan said that after his sister and niece was murdered, he buried his pain in his tattoo kit and that really allowed him to succeed in his life. So he kind of just took or used yeah, art as he, an outlet. He
0: took, he took this tragedy and made it something positive in his life.
1: Right. So after the murders, Nova's mother, Yolan, fought really hard to obtain custody of Noah. But in the end, Eddie Curry, along with his wife, Patrice, ended up winning that legal battle and Eddie was given full custody and kind of surprisingly Eddie and Patrice are still married today and Patrice starred on the VH1 television show basketball wives of LA and she can be seen in one scene of the show I think it was in 2015 talking about officially adopting Noah as her son but she caught a lot of backlash because she said that Noah was a product of Eddie's infidelity
0: yeah a it lot of people like, were really upset about that comment. It
1: was a smack like that it was such a rude thing to say, especially because Nova was with Eddie originally, and yes, he was married when you know Ava was born and when they had gotten back together. But Nova was murdered. and like to say, oh yeah, Noah's a product of Eddie's infidelity. like it's just such a smack,
0: yeah, I, so, a lot of people were extremely upset and if you you can find that clip on YouTube and if you go to the comments. Oh, you people, can, you people can, are roaring. Yeah, you can read those comments. So, Nova and Ava Henry's lives were cut incredibly short by a man who had been given far too many chances by the legal system that ultimately failed a beautiful young woman and her daughter. Yolan Henry now supports other families who are grieving a loved one lost to gun violence as well as domestic abuse. She said, quote, We're happy knowing that Frederick Goings will never be a free man, and he will never have the opportunity to ruin another family or harm another person. Justice has been served.
1: Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West.
0: Yes, thank you guys so much for listening to this
1: episode, and on Tuesday, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. I know we do, you know— kind of a lot of cases on domestic violence but these really are important cases to cover because domestic violence is a very real thing and this crime just should never have happened because Nova was living her life she had two beautiful children she was getting everything together and she like she had just gotten paired up with this really shitty lawyer who was trying to take advantage of her And she was trying to make things right by getting a new lawyer and moving on. And this guy just couldn't take that.
0: Yeah, I think Frederick, you know, had two reasons in his mind to commit those murders. One was for the money. And the second one was because he felt rejected. And he's a narcissist. He's a person who, you know, if he doesn't get his way, he's going to be pissed about it.
1: He's a person who should have been disbarred and also a person who should have, you know, previously, of course. And he's also a person who should not have been on the streets by the time that he met Nova.
0: 100%. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and remember, we're going to be at CrimeCon uh April 29th through May 1st. If you guys want to come meet us, head on over to crimecon.com and use code goingwest to get 10% off of your standard badge.
1: Yes, we would love to see you guys there. We are super excited to go. We've never been before. This is both of our first times in Vegas as well. So it's going to be a ton of fun. We get like three days to hang out, talk about true crime and be amongst other people who are also interested in the subject.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's going to be our first time at CrimeCon in general. So first time in Vegas, first time at CrimeCon, going to be amazing. Can't wait to see you guys there.
1: Yes. And also if you want bonus episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash going west podcast. I know we plug it a lot, but I just want to give everyone that information. Whenever we release an episode, we just came out with an uh, episode—not yesterday, a couple days ago—on the murder of Tim Bosma. That's a crazy case out of Canada, so check it out.
0: All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger.